Oh, has he? Yeah. Sorry, I just started. It's okay. But that's okay. That's all right. You're the one posting it. I'm just it's here true. for backup. It's true. Okay, here it comes. No. Welcome to Everyone Racers, a show designed for the world of low dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of Lemma Champ or Lucky Track Dog League you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. As long as you drive it hard and build it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussions, tips and tricks, as well as news and notes from the world of amateur endurance racing. And whether it's on the spot, Ella Sweet, Lucky Enough, and Chrissy, and Chrissy, Chrissy, and I give you just the tip. For sure you'll giggle a little and learn even less. Everyone report to the paddock. Chris isn't here again, but this is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. Oh, and is that I'm your name? Weird. Took me a minute. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, I threw you off. There's one person fine. missing. Go ahead. And we are Everyone Racers. <laughs> Welcome to an Adriatic Wheel episode of our podcast. It's episode 264 under the, oof, man, I'm going to mispronounce about 10 things here. No, not, no, you're not. White notice notation for the classification of steam locomotives a 264 locomotive has two leading wheels six coupled driving wheels and four trailing wheels the first tank engine was launched in 1901 of cape of good hope and pretty much looks like every old school locomotive we've ever seen the more you know if you aren't driving yeah do 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 if you aren't driving a steam locomotive with two six four wheels get your e1r bingo card and follow along with us now jeff i, I just got a sense from as you read through that you weren't feeling confident but i gotta tell you mad nerd props on that one that is a good and proper uh numerical tie-in to the episode i i i genuinely enjoyed that i who wrote it I did. Oh, there you oh. go. Never mind. <laughs> if I, I wrote uh, Jeff, it, I wouldn't have Jeff, been Jeff, I take back everything I said. I thought Chrissy, it was, I was trying Chrissy, to figure out, well is done. sarcasm that's, that's a, or no, no. what? And then he was just like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Yes. I, well, I figured even if he wrote it, he wouldn't be two, six, four. Yes. That's it. what, that's what the, uh, Matt, Wikipedia Matt, told me today. Mad nerd cred, Chrissy. Well done. I mean, I don't just like know about these things. I look it up on the internet, but okay. <laughs> and then I was trying to figure out how to like explain what they look like. And I'm like, they're just a bunch of wheels on a train. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to nerd out and talk about the train museum Fine. I just went to. I'm going to say mental what you're working on. Then you probably should have known about these. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I, I've, I've actually not been doing a whole lot. I, uh, I am rebuilding. Uh, I, I tried to rebuild the carbs on my old V star and it came with predictable results. So I ordered a rebuild kit off of Amazon, uh, cause I did get it to start and run, but it's dumping fuel onto the exhaust, which my Porsche experience fuel on the bad. exhaust. Not a problem. Fine. Yeah, was, yeah. Especially when you're straddling the gas tank. Uh, so I'm, okay. I'm trying to, I've been riding, yeah, I've been riding the scooter to work every day and I've actually been enjoying it. So I was going to get one of my motorcycles and I went and watched the, uh, Raiders finally get their first win of the season. Vicky and I went and tailgated with some of my racing buddies and they, uh, then beat the Denver Broncos and that's, that's it. It's been quiet here in Las Vegas. I always wanted to own the Cowboys. Well, now you own the Denver Broncos. Marge, you know, nothing about football. 
That's a Simpsons reference. <laughs> Chrissy, go ahead. Um, so I did not mention this, but I've also, uh, Jeff will, the, we've been living through uh, the remnants of a hurricane. So it's been raining like a lot, like forever and ever. So um, I just did a whole bunch of things with the family. And then I saw my best friend and her girls um, uh, doing house stuff because I feel like I haven't been home in more than four days in the last four months. So trying to clean up. Also, it's been so cold and wet that I have no desire whatsoever to go out of the house. So Jeff, <laughs> how's that rain doing for you? Yeah, pretty much rained, like mm -hmm. rain, rain, rain. Every day. So much gosh darn rain. So I did nothing. I had to like stay in the house and stay dry. Um, I, I did have to, so we all know that we didn't build our current race car that sits at my house. We purchased it off racing junk. Uh, we always leave the windows in, but this car didn't come with windows. So this morning I had to scoop out the four inches of rain that was in the racing seats. All right. Um, so either the floor you go drained. to the junkyard, go to the junkyard and get those two windows and, or I don't know wrap that they're going to fit. Wrap it in we'll cellophane. Wrap it, just wrap the door in like that cellophane packing. Yeah. We had, I had a cover on it, but the hurricane-ish winds blew the cover. And that's how I got in. Because so. I do we know if the door the door bars go into the door? I don't know that we I don't can know. fit both windows in. We, we, we did that with the with the Civic. All you do is you open the doors, you slide the glass in, and then like force the little uh, wood mm. sticks we'll on the sticks. Then, then yeah, we'll it. figure it out. Got it. So anyway, so I cleaned the house. So, yep. So like moved the furniture and sucked up the dust bunnies. Cleaned the house. Mm -hmm. That's that was what I did here. Pretty much. Well. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you see a, a, a fourth person with us. Um, but if you're listening, you probably don't know because he's been kind of quiet for a, a guest. We do have a, a guest and we apologize because it's a last minute guest, but Mike, why don't you uh, say hi and tell us what you're in, what you're working on. Oh, hi. I'm working on four different opals. <laughs> it's the kind of car I know how to work on. Uh, the tiny vet's in the garage and the motor's next to it. And we just got home from Button Willow with the um, Ascona wagon. Not sure what's wrong with that. And I got a friend's Ascona here. I'm rebuilding for him. And a green car GT I hope to sell sometime, someday soon. Nice. I should have mentioned this is Mike Meyer from the tiny vet team. Uh, go ahead, Messler, is this him? Let's say now, Mike, when you say you hope to sell it, do you actually hope to sell it or do you hope you finger quote hope to sell it? No, honey, I've been trying to sell it. I don't know why no one wants it. Oh, I guess I'll just keep it. Well, there's no honey around here, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I sold one last year on a friend for a friend on um, bring a trailer, it went for 15,000. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. I just watched an auction for a really nicely, totally restored but kind of an odd, odd blue color. And I went for 30,000. Wow. And um, this one is totally original, garaged in California. Even the stuff under the hood and inside the, inside the headlight assemblies that usually rust still look new, but it has been repainted, and, but it's totally rust-free. I don't, I don't know what I'd be able to get for it. Eight to 12, I think. That is wow. awesome. That, and, could, and, okay. that could keep me racing all year. Yeah, and these are all Opal GTs, hence the tiny vet name, not Opal Mantas or anything like that. It's the only other Opal I know. So the Scana wagon. 
Well, what I'm talking about now is, is a, a GT, a 69 GT, first year it came to the US. Uh, the Escona wagon, is, it was a sport wagon, they call it. It's a really, for a wagon, it's a nice looking two-door wagon. And then the, uh, I have a friend's Escona, um, it was a shell when I got it and I'm just putting it together for him. Excellent. Well, we are definitely going to talk about what happened at Buttonwill in a little bit. Uh, but first, we're doing news and notes. Jeff, you better watch it. See, Chris Teague over at The Truth About Cars, and it's actually started to show up on all the other automotive website, is relaying a tale of woe from a Hyundai Elantra N, which is the Ford version of your car. Now, California is, of course, known for very strict modification and noise ordinances. But what happens when your stock setup is outside those legal limits? Reddit user OKCandidate103 was cited for operating his Elantra in in mode, which is a button on the dash. As a result, his stock exhaust was measured beyond the 95 decibel limit. The trooper in the video, which we've got linked in the article and linked on our show notes, informs the owner he'll be forced to take the vehicle to the dealer and have the track mode removed. Until this is done, his registration is suspended, what? meaning the car cannot be driven on the street. And until this is done and certified by a state representative, and if you follow the woes on the Reddit thread, the dealership will not do no, this. They will only no. send him a letter that says it's stock. So he is, uh, he's on there. So uh, once the owner did take it back to the state board, it failed again for the noise at a max of 102 and an average of 98 decibels. A link to the article, the Reddit threads, there's two of them, and a video is in the show notes. So this is going to be an interesting story. And I say that Jeff better watch it because the only other state that's known for being so strict on cars New Jersey, uh, Virginia, Virginia's well, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, Virginia's just strict on speeding. So for yeah. those who don't know, I own an Elantra and look, I got a new sticker. Do you see the sticker? I put it right it's there. It's far Elantra. away, but yes, it's right there. Um, so it, it definitely pops pretty loud through that exhaust. I would not be surprised if it would easily go over a hundred decibels on the pops. So hmm. Well, what's fascinating, the, the trooper tells him, oh, you're going to have to spend seven, four to $7,000 and have that mode removed by the dealer. You're like, they I don't want to even know how to do it. And I also don't want the mode removed. I want to like, just get a different exhaust. You, no? you probably stock. could. It's bone stock. It, yeah, so but... it's a, it's a valved exhaust. They probably could just like cut the wire to the valve. Also, I don't want that. No, move it. Get, but, get out of it. Get yeah. out of California. That's just, the just real do, answer. Just do, a, just do a quick plug, though. No, just right. Just do a quick plug. <laughs> oh, okay. So you can disconnect it. Yeah. I, I believe, Mike, aren't you sitting in the uh, California at the moment? I am. Up yeah, near, up near Sacramento, general area. By our right. good friend Corey. We'll talk about that when you talk about the butt. But yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope your cars are much quieter than that. <laughs> I hope is, so. is the, they're quieter than the tractors that go up and down the roads here. <laughs> there you go. All right. Speaking of Hyundai and well of uh, 
Jeff, you may have heard about uh, the TikTok challenge blamed for the spike in Hyundai and Kia thefts. It started in Milwaukee last year and became such a problem. The city threatened to sue Hyundai for creating a public nuisance. Lawrence Hodge at Jalopnik tells us that there are thousands of cars were stolen nationwide by joyriders. Hyundai never issued a recall. Now they have a solution in the form of a $170 security kit from a third party manufacturer. Owners need to will need to pay for it and for the two uh, 2.5 hour installation. Lawrence recaps the story nicely. Hyundai and Kia designed vehicles with a fatal security flaw that allowed them to be easily stolen. Thousands of vehicles own uh, vehicle owners are affected and never they never rolled out the recall for the flaw. The outside company creates a pricey fix for it, and then Hyundai wants owners to pay for it as well as the cost for the dealer to install said fix because of course. I smell another class action lawsuit coming. Yeah, for those who haven't seen this in the media, the cheaper Hyundais that do not have proximity keys. So if you have to actually push the button to get into your car, you know, I don't. I just walk up to the car and it unlocks itself. Um, the the do, do not tell button. people. Do not tell people how to steal. No, no, no. It's on everywhere. The okay. starter button can be like pried off. And somehow you shove a USB in the hole and turn it and the car turns on or something like that. I don't know. So but. I didn't know. I heard about stealing car, the, the stealing cars just in general. I was in Milwaukee, um, what, a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. a month ago. I walked up in bars and they had huge lawn signs that said, if you are driving a Hyundai or a Kia, tell the ownership, tell the people in the bar, tell the owners of the bar. And I was like, just, just, that's it. And I was like, what, why? I didn't know this was in Milwaukee. This was happening. I yep. didn't know, but I didn't put two and two together. I just thought I should tell somebody if I was driving a Kia or like, yep. yeah, you get a free beer. If you drive a Kia, no, that's yep. not it. <laughs> nope. They, it was just to make sure that they were going to watch like it for a you. Milwaukee thing. Uh, maybe, know? right. They're pretty nice. You know, yeah. I, they, they basically created a push button start car by removing the lock cylinder kind of like how we do all of our race cars exactly they just didn't ever anyway yeah whatever it's, okay it's not mine so i don't care but i don't want people breaking into my car trying to do it so yeah, right i that do make sure i lock stupid. my doors all the time good idea uh can you say lifted embargo Sure. Lifted embargo. Hey, thank you. Uh, how about Z06? Yay, Z06. This is like a fourth grade class. Uh, <laughs> on Monday, all the big glossy websites released their impressions of the new Corvette Z06. Uh, as you know, whenever they uh, release a car, they usually let the journalists see it early. Well, and then they tell them, shh, you can't talk about it until this date. Well, this week was the date, so we'll be hearing all about the Corvette Adventures, or our Corvette Adventures, in next week's pod. Uh, but the reviews for the uh, C8 C06 were unanimous, calling it the best American sports car ever. The numbers okay. on the all-new LT6 start with, hold on to your butts here, 670 horsepower from a 5.5 liter V8 with a flat plain crank which means it'll sound like a ferrari right. um yeah double overhead cams four valves per cylinder 8500 rpm Ooh, red line you get the picture uh don't underestimate if you don't you may not understand the sound every review reiterates that the new super vet 
has no V8 burble. It does not sound like blah, 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 blah. It has a multi-mode exhaust that will offer versions all the way to effectively mother effing straight pipes. Just don't turn it on in California. Right. Or else you'll all get arrested. Link to the Motor Trend story by Rick Chep- Chapos. I don't know how to say his name. Chapos. Chapos. Thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, there it is in our notes. Wow. Motor Trend story. Blah, 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 blah. No, it goes, it goes. It actually does. It sounds like a super bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That has yeah. a, that, that, that has a bullhorn. Just, yeah, it is incredible it also just looks so angry they have gone so angry uh, yeah i i do i do grow tired of angry cars mm. eh, just you know what's you know it's not an angry car what what think i'm racing junk.com so oh yeah i'm sure <laughs> we, they have some angry cars but go ahead we, fair we keep telling you about all this great stuff you can find on and sell on racingjunk.com. and and why do we say that well because it's free it's free to put an ad up there. It's free to browse and they're great media partners, but you might just be questioning race of junks, bona fides question no more because just this week right now on racing junk, you can buy one of a mere 21 Renault Alpine turbos that were made us legal. Now, what is a Renault Alpine? The Société des Automobiles Alpine SAS, which is commonly known as Alpine is a French manufacturer of racing cars that was started actually in 1964, they do, or 1954. In the 60s, they dominated rally. They merged with the Renault in 1976 and stopped badging uh, as Alpines in 1995 until they introduced a limited production model in 2017. And yes, this is where the F1 team gets their name. Now, the Renault Alpine, because this is American, I pay my taxes, is a mid-engined V6-powered supercar that they made from the 60s deep into the 90s, never imported into the U.S. This particular Alpine GT Turbo was number 14 of 21 U.S. legal models that were built when Chrysler bought Renault AMC to see if those cars could be sold here. Two of them were destroyed in crash testing. So really, it's one of 19. It was imported to Florida by Classic Euros in late 2000. That's right. Of those 19 cars, they all didn't even come to America. It's got 24,645 miles, a 2.8-liter fuel-injected turbo V6, and a five-speed. It's rolling on some really nice period-correct DBS three-piece wheels. It's lowered. It's black. It's got a clear Michigan title. You want to own your next Cars and Coffee, the next Radwood, or even in a local French film festival, you roll up in this bad boy. And I am going to share the screen. The interior is beautiful. It looks so 80s, right? But it's also very fresh. Like it really doesn't look like, what did you say, 24,000 miles on it? Yeah. Yeah. It really, it doesn't look like it. Like it. It looks, uh, they're also just not very good taking pictures, just saying. Uh, But the, in the seats look like in good condition. The carpet looks like it's in good condition. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is a, a a a proper weird, bizarre mid-engine French uh, car. I remember when I first got to Germany in the early '90s, seeing a handful of these running around because they were rare even then. And, I'm annoyed uh, that I can't cool see the whole car. Like the person cannot <laughs> step back far enough to get one picture of the whole car. <laughs> Truth, like I well, literally look at all those buttons. 
There's, I know. Right? There's You're so right about things. like owning the Radwood show. On the yeah, that, that, that's that's all part of the stereo. Those are the you remember the graphic EQs that everybody had to have. On so, so I know not day. everybody watches on YouTube. But let me describe it for the audio listeners. I would say it looks like you know that Casio watch that had the 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 um, calculator on it, and it was like a field of buttons. That's what this dashboard looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but interior looks nice. I'm, I'm impressed. It should end. What was it listed for? $48,000. Yeah. If you got money to spend and just want to have something cool to sit around your, I mean, I can't imagine it's reliable, but hey, whatever, I guess. What? It's fridge. Right. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mike, if you, if you ever get tired of working <laughs> on Opal GTs, there's a Renault Alpine in your future that you can get even less parts for. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Upcoming races. All right. Lemons will have the Tony Swan never say die this weekend at Gingerman. 84 cars are registered for the race. Four are BMWs. That is wonderful. That's a great number. That is not even boring at all. That's right. 11 Hondas and one Porsche. Fifth wow. host Eric Rude added, at last, Lemon's first AMC ambassador. Ooh. I don't, don't even know what that is. Ambassador's actually. the big one. Uh, yeah, also, it, it, when they started running out of Plymouth Furies on Dukes of Hazard to yeah, crash, yeah. they started using AMC ambassadors. I never oh, okay, knew that. Okay. Yeah. Also cool to see the dumpster fire triumph and the Lincoln Mark seven back. Lots eight. of Mark eight, Mark eight, excuse me. Also lots of great. Don't put it in Roman numerals. Just read those <laughs> as he's going through. <laughs> that's those are listed. In, that's uh, what it's called. Okay. Funny story. Okay. Funny story. Extremely not in, trying to be nice. One of Jeff's ex-girlfriends used to see like Mark three on vans and Mark seven on Lincoln's. And she was like, why do all these people name Mark? Like number oh. their cars. <laughs> I thought she was going to be like, what's VII? No. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, there's also lots of great front wheel drive GM machines, two Cavaliers, the Buick Riata. Ooh. A transport, which is the Dustbuster van, in case you don't know, and two Saturns. The actual O M Z O M Z O. Oh my God, Omni G L H, and a Tempo for good reason. And there's also the triple brown Mazda six two six and a Corvair, which so. return, which marks the return of Brett Sloman to driver status. The Corvair. After- no, the triple brown Mazda six two six. After after his meanwhile in Australia moment last year, he is now done with his one year. Mm, Banhammer, oh. one year. Don't flip your car. Yeah, like ever. Don't do it. Okay. Uh, moving on. WRL is our is at the newest course on the amateur circuit, the Ozarks. There are twenty two cars. That's very sad. It's and, not. And that's, it's not. Show. It's very sad to start with. Eleven of them are BMWs. Boring. That's pretty boring. Yep, that's half that's, the field. Yep. Yes, it is. Um, three Miatas, no Hondas, and three Porsches. Mental, have you been to Ozarks? Yes, I ran Ozarks with a champ car and How? the dead pedal racing guys in the uh, uh-huh. uh, Maserati. We won. How big is the course? Uh, you don't it, have to. It, it's- 
big oh, little. Well, and, and if you go to our YouTube, I've got the updates that I did from there. Okay. Uh, it is, it is a very long course and it has got the most elevation changes. I think of any amateur circuit in the U S it is legitimately impressive. Uh, IMSA had been there a week before and wadded up a few cars. It is mm. an intimidating track. Okay. Um, Management was very enthusiastic and they were learning a lot of stuff about how to pull some of these cars out of there. But it, uh, that, that track, that course will hurt you if you don't pay attention. Uh, it's Ozark international raceway, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Welcome to the Ozarks 3.97 miles. Wow. 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 Uh, and the only reason why I asked that is because 22 cars is going to be actual track day type. You're not, you're not going to see another person. When you Especially when you have cars that that with, uh, car count that low, with all yeah. of the elevation changes, I want to say something like uh, it 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 spans two thousand feet. Wow! Wow! Uh, like uh, several times over. The there are other there are other configurations. So three point nine seven is the full course. There okay. is a two point five and a one point four alternate courses. I mean, so what's what is New Jersey Dong course? <sighs> you you're making me remember. Things. I'm sorry. I I. I, I'm only well, for comparison, for comparison, uh, Thompson is just over two miles. Yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking of 21 cars on it. It's like a track day, but it's, you're not going to see people. It's going to be, I mean, good if you just want to race by yourself, but we like but, to race you know, with people. Uh, good luck to our former guest, Brian Ganelli and the, uh, the Haggerty, uh, round or round three, yeah, round three team mm -hmm. and shift up and all that good stuff. I hope they have a great weekend. Yeah. Yep. Have fun. All right. By yourself for a long time. Uh, race report. Uh, we're going to go to a live race report here. Uh, Mike, you're still with us. You were at Button Willow. Yeah. How'd it go at Button Willow? Um, it, it was a good weekend. We didn't do so well, but we got a, we got enough track time on Saturday to make it you know fun fun for us. It's the first time out with our car in four years. The owner was kind of dragging his feet, get bringing it back, but. It mostly, it mostly did okay. And the uh, weather, how was the weather out there? Um, it was good on su Saturday, probably low 90s, and I think mid-upper mid 90s on Sunday is a bit hotter. Clear sky, no wind. It was great. Yeah, we had uh, several of our friends were out there in the Sorry for Party racing crew, and I believe they got parked. They melted an engine. They had a terrible weekend. So. They also won IOE in the El Camino. Yeah, right. Oh, so the so the El Camino won IOE. The and then the the Failbird failed, and then the the Porsche got got parked for four different uh, Some, something like black that flags something like that. The historic fix guys were parked next to us, and uh, they had some kind of Nissan. Nothing spectacular, but. They drove all the way from Salt Lake City. This is their first race. Um, they did their best, and after about an hour or so, they were out with a blown engine. And I went over and talked to them and said, it's, that's not unusual here. And people usually go to a junkyard and get another one. And they kind of looked at each other for a while. <laughs> I came back a couple hours later. One guy was off to LA to get a motor, and they started taking their motor out, and they had never done that before. And they got the car that's on awesome. the road the next morning, I think in time for green flag and finished the day and got the award it was that's, good that's fantastic that's great heroic that's so fix good. to a bunch of newbies who had never changed a well, motor good before. on you for mentoring them in the proper ways of of dude this is crap can racing never say die 
But at first, they looked, they look on their face said, you know, I, I, I'm not going to do that. And then a couple more times, they started thinking, we better do this. You know, it's a long time. That's a long drive back home after just an hour of racing. Yeah. Heck yeah. Especially if you've been preparing for half a year or a year to get there. So I, we actually had the same conversation with Chris Fix on his first race because they blew their motor like immediately. And we were like, you're a YouTuber who fixes things. You can't go home. <laughs> and uh, uh, our good friends from the Garage Heroes podcast basically like gave them their garage and said, we're going to help you and you're going to do this. So let's do it. They had less than successful results because I don't think they ever got back on track. Um, but yeah, that's a totally different story. And we're talking about the butt. And uh, we love Button Willow. I'm the only one here who's never been there. Do we love Button Willow? I don't I know. I love Button Willow. You, you and Chris do not like Button Willow because it's dirty and hot. Uh, oh, no. That's not why I hate it at all. So why do you hate it? Oh, I just, I don't think it's, it's very flat. There are yeah, it's not the most interesting track. There's a couple, I mean, it's, it's challenging enough, I guess, but I just don't think it's anything special. Probably. I'm going to say that in the beginning, I didn't like it. it. It was flat. It seemed like a bunch of little obstacles were thrown in your way and it wasn't very racy, but after a while I kind of caught on to it. Like you're in that NASCAR turn or whatever they call it, Riverside. You're thinking, can I go faster? Cause it's getting scary. And if they run the front straight, if they run that straight all the way down there, you can just hold it. And the tiny bet it hit 115 there. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, whoa, what was that? We only know by RPM it was 5,500 RPM, and that's what it was. But some of the other stuff, you learn how to hook up the corners. And uh, some of those wide S's, you just hold all the way through. It's really fun. I'm, You're probably I'm right. Actually, on Mike, because I, I moved out here a couple of years ago, and the first couple of times I was at Button Willow with Vera and some other organizations, I'm like, well, this is just boring and lame. Mm -hmm. And there is, it's a lot of nuances to it. And then when they run the different configurations, it throws you off a little bit. And you do, uh, and I think Chrissy, you've talked about this. There is no visual references off the track. Mm -mm. You can't nope. look at the house or the tree or anything because it's just, almond grows desert yeah so you you really have to kind of build your feedback loop with what the car is doing and sensing the pavement and i and i i do take a great deal of enjoyment out of that one and i think it might be the cars that i've driven there so i think that's because i uh have driven with spank a long long time ago that was like <laughs> my first away race uh, and I think I was driving uh, the Simca. Yeah, and... I'm sure it was really blistering fast in the Simca. <laughs> yes, right? right. And the 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 mini, the actual mini that was like a lemon at the time. So like the lemon mini. Um, so they weren't very good. And then I was just in the Porsche, but I the Porsche Porsche was very twitchy. All of them said so. So I was kind of babying it. So I think you're absolutely right. I think it was the cars that I was driving and not being so um, confident in them. So I was kind of like, this is pretty like, boring because like I was the, kind of yeah. just the Simca though. You're probably having the exact same conversation going into Riverside. Could I be going faster? Yes. No. Yes. I absolutely could be going faster. In fact, I could I, get out and probably walk faster. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yes. <laughs> yes. So anything else, Mike, oh, anything Lord. else of, of note? Um, oh, my first impression was there, Hey, there's not that many people here as I used to be. It used to be like 130, 150. 
and there were 90, which is still a, a good healthy number for yeah. people to race. And I have to say, I haven't been able to race very much lately, but it was it was nice out there. It was good, clean racing. We were going into some of these kinks with four cars in a pack, and everyone behaved really nicely. The people who are obviously rookies out there were doing their job as rookies, um, keeping going, but you know, um, trying to stay out of the way, helping us get by. It was um, it was really nice to be out with those guys, those drivers. That's awesome. That's yeah, great. That's great. Yeah. I, uh, and since we, we, we hit it on, I do want to, uh, congratulate car th- team three, one, four penal code three, one, four. They had this danged old, uh, Camaro and they've been coming out for the last couple of years and they've been wanting to win. They always run Yokohamas. They've been wanting to win the Yokohama cup. They not only won the Yokohama road mangler cup. They also got the Halloween needs gasoline because they had the eBay sniper theme and they actually had, you could come and shoot, uh, you know, pictures of uh, various lemons officials and, you know, work on your sniper skills. And they've, they've been so enthusiastic wow. and they finally got, they finally got double awards and they were second in class C. I wow. wish I had been there. So congratulations, Shelly Osborne, the entire team, all those guys, they're just great, great folks. And I was so happy to see that they did well. That's fantastic. I, I like the eBay sniper idea. You, what you have to do is you have to wait until the exact end of the race and then reveal your theme. <laughs> fair i lost four watches this week i've been trying to buy another watch i lost four of them to snipers but anyway listener feedback time we talked about last week chris was taking the disco vet on the uh boston rally and he did it with uncle dave and uh bobbin which was just a great time they had lots of pictures check out our instagram at everyone.racers brian d mentioned that the rally looked like a lot of fun i think he was right except for you know all the wrenching that they had to do in parking lots yeah. Jeff, do you have something? Yeah, I was just going to say, we, we probably should mention uh, our original plan was to talk about the rally this week. Um, since Chris has some family obligations up in New England. We and the car to... and the vet probably broke down already. Oh, I hope. Don't say that. No, <laughs> I know. The vet's not the problem, but uh, so we. <laughs> the vet we are... is the problem. Well, yeah. That is not the problem of why he's on his way home now. Yeah, yeah. That is not the, the reason. He's, but we, last time I checked, he's moving. So We should say that we are going to do the Lemons Rally coverage as promised next week. So if you came this week for the Lemons Rally coverage, we are still going to cover it next week. Yes, we probably, thanks for getting that out of the way because yeah. now we didn't actually say where Chris was. We didn't yeah. just actually kick him off the show. We just said, oh, <laughs> he's not here. So let's do that. Uh, and so James M offered to help Chris out. He's in Connecticut and tracks the C4. Uh, James, Chris may, uh, hopefully he doesn't need help on the way home. He's already through Connecticut, so he should not need help. Awesome. Uh, on the YouTube, Ian commented that he made just the tip. Thanks, guys. All right. Let's go back. I don't remember what we did for just the tip last week. It was the the don't burn up because he caught on uh, fire twice at the yes. 24 hour race. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that J- Ian. Ian from Apex Adjacent. Yes. Uh JF commented cruise control is great for road trip road trips. I have a global cruise that's been a half a dozen lemons rallies. Uh it didn't work in the MG TD because 54 horsepower. Probably don't need to. It, it then. In the days before cruise control was widely available and then any of the crap cans that I was driving, I always had a really heavy boot. And You're not. Are that, you kidding? No, 
I would put that on when I had to do a long road trip and you would learn to place that boot at no. the right spot on the, the, the gas pedal to maintain Are speed. You- what i that's not jeff, a thing back, jeff back me up on this one no uh, no not at all nope. all I, right what? so yes no i have i have, in fact i still have this can't tell you work no no i believe you did it. i mean i don't think I, other people do I, it I that do. is well, not a thing that no. this podcast recommends yeah anybody do no no do you don't you do. don't flatten it no you don't flatten the gas pedal you find the right angle where the no. weight keeps the gas where you want no, it no that's where your foot is Mike, Mike, you've done some really interesting stuff in some very small cars. There's no way they all had cruise control. Am I, am I, am I on Mars here? Is it just me? Uh, I'm sorry. I missed that bit of the conversation. <laughs> so, so in, in older cars without, in older cars without cruise control, I have, I usually always had a heavy set of combat boots so I could kind of use the mass of the boot as a, a cruise control. Is your foot in the boot? Yes. Okay. So you're uh, wearing the boot. Okay. I'm oh, no, I'm not wedging my gas pedal down. <laughs> I'm mental. I'm not insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was thinking you were just finding a rock to like put on your gas pedal. And I was like, this is insane. Well, no, 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 no. Just so you didn't have to actually use leg muscles, just the, the weight and the mass of the boot with your foot in it would hold the gas pedal at a steady rate. Okay, I'm not I buying. It. To, I think you'd have to put a block behind it, or it's going to go all the way down. Nah, you you adjust the angle. You don't put it like all the way flat on. There. I, I no, <laughs> I I totally will. I I'm going to say I totally do that. I find like resting places for my foot, so I don't have to put pressure and things like that. Sure, but what what Jay is talking about here is global cruise, which is like an aftermarket cruise control that like holds the cable on a cable throttle. Oh my gosh. So it sounds great. Uh, Ron Harrington of Ronster Raps. Check that out if you need some uh, some artwork for your iRacing car. Uh, had some interesting points about the H2OI festival disaster. Um, he says, it'll be interesting to see how the Race of Gentlemen event in Wildwood this weekend, which is coming up, uh, is handled in light of the tragedy. Uh, does everybody know what the Race of Gentlemen is? It is like the race on the beach in like stripped model T's. Basically, imagine a model T with no body work and a race seat thrown on it. Like that's the race of gentlemen, and it's a, it's a, it's a very big deal for uh, Wildwood. So it was not. It did not happen. It did. oh because of the rain. Oh, because of the rain. Because of the rain. Yeah. Now, but. Uh... Here's the is 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 Ron also went on to add in that there was a sanctioned classic car event in Wildwood that weekend also, and this whole H2O mob mon- nonsense made life insanely more difficult for them, as Jeff put it, old fogey car events. And yeah. you know, it, yeah, you're so this and this was this goes into our entire rant about you're ruining it. And in, no one who's listening to this is part of the problem. But, you know, these people are out there doing this. And we, it's a bit of a problem, the takeover culture here in Las Vegas. And I think it's being exported from Los Angeles where they'll take over intersections and uh, they'll block it up with cars and just do a bunch of dumb crap. And, Donuts and sky. Right. And then the next day when, you know, they don't get busted and I'm driving, granted, I ride my scooter to work, but I'm rolling around with my buddies in uh, some of the hardware we have around here. And we're getting hassled. And we're track rats. We don't do this stuff on the street. And, yeah. Uh, 
did you both of you know this that ron is like a dj for car shows i did not know that <laughs> that guy yeah. continues to impress i know me. he does everything <laughs> he's, uh tyler he's a person i know so tyler stank mentioned about mentals woes and his his wheel he's always heard a bent bicycle wheel being referred to as tacos tacos not not potato chips wheels. oh potato chips i don't know uh update on that i took the bicycle wheel to the bicycle shop and the guy looked at it and said i can never make that right so my new one comes in next tuesday yeah not surprised hey you know who never ever bends the wheel on their bicycle or anybody <laughs> else's for that matter yeah agreed Chrissy's mom because she's a conscientious and attentive driver she is she also <laughs> has a bike and doesn't mess up the wheels on it so there's yes. that yes technically it was mrs mental's bike right it wasn't your bike no that's my bike oh my that truck. was your bike i, I okay. ride to work it's mrs mental scooter that I've oh, oh mrs mental school i got it i got it okay well hi to chrissy's mom and chrissy's relatives who are listening to us thanks for being our first listeners um you're joined by like Tens. Tens. Ten. Ten. Just ten. Yeah, no. ten. Anyway, we're going to move on to our main topic time. We already mentioned that our main topic is going to be talking to Mike Meyer of Tiny Vet fame, infamy. I'm not really sure what we're going to say. Definitely lunacy because uh, not only is he the only Lemons team that is dedicated to the often demised German brand of Opal, but has taken his Lemon car to some really fantastic outside of Lemons events and probably holds more records, and we're gonna talk about that in a minute, than any other Lemons car on the world. Um, Cause I made it all up. And if you're the only person to do it, you have the record. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. So um, tell us a little bit about how you got into opals and how you decided to bring them to lemons. Did one follow the other or were you into opals and decided to lemon it? Well, I had just finished uh, my first race ever with another team that if you remember, used to be a little Mazda two for two or something like that with a pyramid on top. And I raced with them and came home grinning for a week and ran into a friend in a, a tire shop and joked, let's get an Opal GT and make it look like a Corvette and race in lemons. And I went home and thinking about it and he went home and looked up cars and found them and called me and we were on. <laughs> and um, eight weeks later, we showed up at our first race with an Opal and I had no, I, I thought they were Japanese cars. <laughs> you know, it's like a little Corvette, you know, that was something the Japanese would do. And um, kind of been sticking with it ever since then. That we, We've raced it for nine or 10 years. That That's great. So you didn't have any experience with an Opal or an Opal GT before you decided to race it and bought your first one. No, and my wrenching experience before that had been I could do brake jobs. So uh, for our first race, we were just hoping the motor ran because I wouldn't have known what to do. That's uh, great. And, and oh, Mental is sharing a picture of an Opal GT, not your Opal GT, I don't think. Uh, but they absolutely are little tiny Corvettes. Um, they are German 
And the, uh, what kind of motor is in your average Opel GT? Um, they came with two motors, a 1.1, um, 50 horsepower or something. And not many of those were sold in the U.S., but 1.9 liters. And those were, there were about 90 horsepower, something like that, and 100, 100 foot-pounds torque. Four-cylinder um, cam is up in the head, but it's not an overhead cam. It's uh, lifters without push rods. Lifters without push rods. Okay, that's yeah, the lifters go right to the rockers. Yeah, huh. which makes it and it makes it so it revs pretty easily. And um, fortunately, it's a pretty simple engine, and and it's iron, so I can't really strip out all the holes and mess it up too easily. So yeah, I'm gonna actually pull up a picture of your own car for the actual. Uh... I got it. Keep talking. Oh, you got it. Keep going. Okay, good. I'll keep working. Yeah, we got a bunch uh, on Facebook and. Uh, and we have a website, whatever, but any, yeah, mental will pull it up while we continue the interview. So, so you, you did a race with some other people and then you kind of gathered your idiot friends and said, Hey, let's do this. So are you still running with the original team? Tell us about how your, how your team has gotten together. Um, Alan retired after about a couple of years. He was, he's like 78 years old or something like that. And he didn't <laughs> want to get hurt anymore. <laughs> but most of the original half the original team's still there one's out for covid still and then we've added a few more people we're generally a pretty stable uh, stable team um, yeah and we, uh i was we, gonna say we, but you seem to be the purveyor of the cars right you have eight or ten of them throughout not eight or ten i'm joking uh, <laughs> but you have more than one now right well when we got this car we we but we found that on ebay and we went up to see the guys because and they had two cars, so we brought home two cars for five hundred dollars. And one's been in the reserve forever. We never ran it. And now I got five in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some people I know. Yeah, that's what Not happens me. when you collect weird things. It's a good thing I live out in the country. No one cares, you know. <laughs> um, as far as team goes, we picked up a new driver last week, nineteen years old. Um, she's studying to get her certificates to be a mechanic and she had no track experience at all. She did great. And we were hoping Gary would come. He's 74 years old. So we would have covered more than a 50 years of experience, you know, age span there. <laughs> That's uh, pretty awesome. fantastic. We have uh, right now, we have a core team with one or two that we have to fill a spot for once in a while. That's great. Um, I, I don't want to be, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be uh, uncouth here, but uh, you're you're an older gentleman, right? Is that is that I'm uh, is that fair to say? I'm trying to be and... nice here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm amazed that I'm as healthy as I am at 67. It's weird, but um, yeah, yeah, been racing for 10 years. I, I wish I had discovered this much earlier. Yeah, I definitely, uh, we've been racing also, uh, we're, we're at, I think, 12 years. Uh, our first race was in 2010. So, um, yeah, it's it's a, I was going to say, I'm definitely feeling 50. So I couldn't imagine, uh, couldn't imagine, I, I mean, I hope, let me say this, I hope I'm healthy and can continue to race as long as you have. Yeah, so, uh, well, I, I may be lucky or maybe I have a, pretty athletic pass. Um, there you go. And there's, I think it might still be paying off. 
that's great uh so yeah i do want to talk about some of the some of the other things that you have done i was going to pull up i was oh there's there's your your there's your wagon, little yeah. wagon what is that it's a uh, opal it's called a sport wagon it's, it's similar to the escona which is a sedan but it's a nice wagon from a distance step back a little bit it's for a little wagon it looks pretty nice yeah i think it's a great little car matter of fact that's always what opal the you know the 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 when people talk about opal they always say hey they look great but they're tiny and underpowered and everything and uh except for the manta manta german tv show which uh no one movie. in this podcast classic movie, classic sorry. it's a classic film no one has ever heard of this no one has ever seen it except mental and i so so a thing about this uh wagon a couple of years ago it, we, we do i i uh put on the uh lemons exhibit at uh sacramento international auto show mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that so keep they, going. Gave us, they gave us the main plaza right out in the middle of everything so i guess they didn't want to put us inside where we'd leak or something but <laughs> so we try to do something different every year and we thought well why don't we build a car live at the show and they said yeah do it so we brought this wagon. we went up into the hills and in or north of oroville which have since burned and dragged this thing home and did some preliminary work to re repair the rust, took it to the show and Tim O'Dell, there, I don't know if you've seen the photos, a bunch of names on that back in that middle window. Um, Tim O'Dell and a whole bunch of people were there to uh, put the cage in, rebuild the brakes, um, rebuild uh, some of the, do some of the other repairs in the driveline. And we put the motor in and by the end of the weekend, we all had pretty much everything in there except the seat. It was almost ready to race. Nice. I also like the beer container in the front there. Uh, oh, yeah. for, I again, we'll mention it for the audio listeners. Uh, their their uh, five gallon fuel jug says beer on the side of it, so that's that's a good way to drink your beer really fast. So yeah, let's talk about the auto show. So uh, you know, we didn't. Although your lemons is fantastic, and we're so happy to have you here to talk about lemons, but you also have taken your little tiny vet. I mean, all over the nation, literally. Uh, but let's start with the car show. So how did you get involved with the with creating the Lemons uh, car show display? Uh, I saw an announcement that Euro Sunday was going to be there, and I thought, well, we have to throw us a little balance into that and bring the opposite. And um, they put us inside. We had eight or ten cars. It was really good. That was when Team Camel Toe had their car and shocked a bunch of people with their theme. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're now known as tct racing but that went well for a couple of years and they moved us outside into the middle and um became a much more much more interesting show that way and then we got more and more cars and yeah i uh, i know a lot of a lot of teams on the west coast are are, are going to this show uh it's again a major international auto show oh, there it is there's a picture right there for those of you who are not watching i see the uh alante the fabulous alante i see the uh falcon and i see the uh, world famous upside down camaro yeah and jesse cortez's pickup and in the middle you see the sport wagon getting worked on that's fantastic um so yeah let, let's keep talking about some of the other weirder things that you've done um so uh, you went to the salt flats well how the heck did this happen with your 1.9 liters and how did it go 
Well, soon after our first race, we're sitting around thinking, you know, there's nothing to do till December. So we have a race car. What are we going to do? And that became kind of our the background. What we do, we'll race it. And when there's nothing else going on, we'll go do something else with it. And I sitting at a restaurant, have breakfast one morning thinking, man, I was old enough to have done the cannonball run if I was smart enough. And I, well, I could, I could do it now. <laughs> so now that the idea is in my head, there's no way of backing down. And I announced it and I had a whole bunch of people interested, but not available and somebody fairly local. And we took a while to get the car ready and delayed and delayed and dealing with shippers and stuff. So we just decided to drive the car out to New, to New York ourselves, then turn around and come back. Yeah. So yeah. let me just uh, make sure that, cause I, I watched this on Facebook and I was amazed and actually watching this on Facebook is when I said, uh, we're going to have Mike on the show and we're going to talk about this because a, I was super jealous B I was glad you did it because now, uh, there's a mark for Donnie and I to try and break, but because you're on the West coast, you started in California, drove to New York and then drove back so technically you double cannonballed i just want to say that well sort of we did overnight in chicago my my um my co-driver has a, a lot of interesting experience on um marine vessels he's been to every continent except asia he's been to antarctica like six times but it was 12 degrees out heading through chicago oh. and 28 in the car and he couldn't take it anymore so we got a hotel in chicago and then finished it out the next day um, in New York and went to the Red Ball, hung out for a couple of hours and figured traffic wasn't getting to get any better. And then we made the uh, official nonstop run, which we did in slightly under 48 hours. That's crazy. That's part of it. We had our Opal friends along the way. You see, there's another GT in the picture for those guys can see it. He met us there and rode with us for a little while, a guy in Texas. That's amazing. Uh, Actually, I think I know this exit in Oklahoma City, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is Oklahoma. I forgot. Yeah. That, that's great. So, but you didn't spend the night in New York City. You turned around after a couple of hours. No, we, that's we, 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 did stop, we did stop in New York and we went into town and it was the memorial. I forget whichever holiday it is, Veterans Day or Memorial Day or something. And it took us, once we got to New York, it took us like four hours to get, you know, a half a mile into town because of the parade and everything. So we got, we got to New York around 10 in the morning and um, New York City, it didn't leave till six because it took so long to get through traffic. Yeah, well, that's pro the problem, right? I mean, that's why they start, that's why it's so hard to start in New York City. Well, the advantage, it turned out to be to our favor because by the time we got to LA, there was no one on the highway. That was Monday morning or Monday afternoon. And there were, the freeways were totally empty. It was great. That's awesome. Um, so also, uh, so you, you all, there it is. That's great. Yeah, we went down to CJ at Emeryville as our official starting place. And when we got back to, um, uh, I forget the name of the town, but uh, the, or the hotel. We looked around and uh, the people there wouldn't take my points for the um, hotel. So we just drove home. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I, I, 
I, I bow down at, at the amount. I, I think I may have posted this on the Facebook at the time. So if don't worry, Metzl, you don't have to find it. I said, that car must have been really cramped. How both of you guys fit in there with your ginormous balls is beyond me because. It, it, it is cramped, but it, <laughs> it was okay. Um, the drive tunnel gets really, really hot, which was nice to help keep us warm. And But it, it, it was so cramped, you, you could reach into the back seat and get anything. For instance, like, the, well, there is no back seat, the rear deck. We had to take the windows out to get anything out of the back. That, that's crazy. So uh, I am officially proclaiming you to be the Lemons record holder of the uh, Cannonball. And I'm going to proclaim that the, and since I'm the one do, making it up, I can make it up on the spot. If anyone wants to beat the record, this is how you have to do it. In a Lemons car, as prepared in Lemons, no making any modifications. So if you don't run windows in lemons, you don't run windows, you don't run heat in lemons, well, you don't run heat. We we didn't have heat, which we regretted, but we did put windows in. We had oh, you did put windows. We, we put the, the Bonneville windows back in. Okay. Lexon, rear, and we occasionally for night races, we will put a back window in. Yeah. So that's as raced, I'll say, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I definitely want to talk about Bonneville because that you did, I think, like right out, right when you started, right? That was like almost 10 years ago, correct? I think it was, we, we'd been racing for about two years by then. Okay. And, you know, like I said, we're, we got a race car. What are you going to do with it when you're not racing? Go out and find something else to do. So Bonneville um, beckoned. <laughs> 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 they have a run which they have four events there a year the first one is early in the year and it's kind of a test and tune day for most of the teams and then there's the big the big the big event we all hear about and then there's one after that about a month later which the weather's a little better and they have two run what you run classes um one a 130 mile per hour club and a 120 mile 150 mile per hour club and the idea is one's a one mile run and the other is a two mile run and I didn't think we we're going to get any of them, either one of them. So I just did the two mile run because it's longer. We have more fun. First time out, it was, it was, it's really neat experience out there the first time. It's, it's a little like when you go into the lemons paddock and you look around and you're in awe of what the people, the stuff people bring. And of course, Bonneville is a whole different class. And, but it's, it's amazing the stuff people bring and just sit there and drool and watch them take off to do their runs. And um, so the first year out, we got a couple of good runs in, running about 117 mile an hour top, and which is pretty good at that altitude, everyone's told me. And then um, halfway through- it is, it is still the carbureted- 1.9 actually close to stock. Yeah. You've got all your build pictures on, uh, on your Facebook page, which we'll, we'll have linked in our show notes. We had, we had, maybe it was a mistake. We had been racing with a downdraft Weber 32, 36, all that time. And this was our chance to put in side drafts. And so we put those in. And I think I, I think the motor breathed to we had we had much more compression than we thought. So on our third run, about a mile into it, it wouldn't go more than 70 mile an hour. And I got it back and then took the hood off and I revved it and the dipstick 
shot out and we burned a hole through the piston. Sure, sure. I could imagine that. So that's on the that's on the trip. No problem. We went back two years later and and did a little shorter, but we didn't blow up. A little, so, a little slower. Do you know what the record? What your your record is? What what was your top? Our top was one seventeen. One seventeen. Okay, so 20. there it is. Two rec two world records. You have the cannonball <laughs> record and you have the fastest land speed record in a lemons car. And I'll say it just again, run it like you run it on the track. You too can win the lemons record. I uh, just got to go out to Bonneville. So uh, what does it, what, like, how far is Bonneville from you? Does this like a, do you have to like camp there? Do you have to like get a local hotel? What? Cause I know they like, Obviously, it's a giant expanse of salt that there's plenty of room around it, but they protect the salt, right? They don't want you. Yeah, you're not. Out, you're, they kick everyone out at night. Okay. Uh, but there's plenty of places to just camp. We just, I just slept on the ground. The hotels were probably all booked and too expensive anyway. Sure. 70 plus year old <laughs> guy laying on the ground, driving his race car at 117 miles an hour. Sounds but, legit to me. Even if you're not taking a car, is a really fun, really it, it, something about it restores your faith in humanity. It's like the ultimate autocross with the most beautiful machines in the world. Some of these things are 30 feet long and they're rolling them off the trailer and getting them into position. Two V8s in them and, the, and a driver getting in. There's one team that brings it back every year just so they can have another one of their friends race it. I mean, something really exotic. And then huh. we're, there, we're there in the little opal. I had and, talked to other lemons teams. Um, uh, Pete Peterson, who runs the zombie out here on the West Coast. Or oh, yeah, we know Pete. He used to. Um, he was thinking of going out there, and we beat him to it. But I told him, go anyway, or we'll go together next time or something. I don't know if he can get 80 mile an hour in that, but you know, that's not the point. It's, it's crazy fun. And it's, there's something mystical about the experience as well. And we talked to the, remember the model TGT? Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I talked to Dave, to Dave Scheibel, the builder on that Scheibel, I think it was. He wanted to bring it, but he was thinking we may beat him because the aerodynamics on that thing just hit like a brick, you know, at about 110 mile an hour, and it just won't go anymore. Hmm. But as far as I know, no other Lemons team has been out there. There was a um, team from the, what's the other uh, series back then, the other Crab Can series? Oh, uh, uh, champ car, chump car, chump car. Yeah, there was a chump car out there. It was a Carmagia. Mm -hmm. It looked pretty bad, but it was fun. It was a good car. So, so basically, a Carmagia. I'm sure you beat that. That thing has like 70 horsepower. So, I'm not sure we did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna say again, second world record for the tiny vet, and I'm gonna throw it out there. West Coast racers, this sounds like you got to go do this. This sounds Are fantastic. I would say in general, if you have a street legal lemons race car, do stuff, get out there and do crazy. We started out just doing a car show or two and people, would, all the kids like to sit in it. And then we drove to a car show in Seattle and back. And then we did a thousand mile tour with the 50th anniversary of Opals. Oh, that, that's fantastic. What, what, what was that? the reaction to that with the rest of the Opal crew? Yeah, there were about 75 more Opal legitimate, you know, normal looking Opal GTs out there. And um, we were kind of a legend among them. There, a lot of those people wanted to see it because I, I write the, uh, I do the Opal newsletter. It's kind of like a 40 page magazine. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> it's 
So of course, anytime I race, we get a feature article in there. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. So they all knew it really well, and I think in general they're looking at our. They have beautiful cars, of course, and um, they really love them. But then they see us doing the things that they kind of pretend they would do if they could. But they're a really pretty car. They're not going to go out and ding it up or anything. And we're out there doing the things that they kind of, you know, they build a fast car and they don't drive it fast. We build a semi-fast car and get everything we can out of it. That's cool. So we do inspire them somewhat or, we, or we're living their fantasy for them. I, yeah. that, that, I love that, you know, it's a, it's it, a, a, a philosophy of mine. I, I, to the boredom of my coast, I always say things are meant to be used. People are meant to be loved. And uh, there, there's your, on your Facebook, which again, we have linked as well as your website. There you are with uh, all the pretty opals, nine, yeah, <laughs> dozen pretty opals there. And yeah, ours is a working race car at the time. This is the pictures you're showing are now are from that, that tour. Uh, we it snowed on us one time. And uh, how, how many miles was that, you said? I think the, lo the loop itself was just shy of a 1,000 miles. It was like from Las Vegas to Grand Canyon to Durango and back through um, Monument Valley and some Lake Powell. That, that's amazing. That, I mean, that's amazing to do in an Opal GT that is pristine, to do it in a fully caged race car that's, that's again how you fit in that car with your giant testicles i'll never know well there were a lot more break there were a lot more breakdowns than our in their cars and that we didn't have any well we had one problem our back brakes went crazy but um well actually our master cylinder failed but otherwise it was flawless it was yeah. is drove better than most of their cars i think yeah the, and uh, opal gt is a beautiful car i mean oh there's i think that was a manta i saw back there that's awesome yeah there's some mantas a couple of sconas and some other stuff yeah, it is a. It, I would say it's a really kind of nice looking car if you get the right angle. Otherwise, it looks kind of like a silly toy. But <laughs> you know, I can, I can, why can't it be both? That's right. right. That's what I'm saying. It's both. This is the photo LT. This the, the photo being shown off. Anyone can see it. He broke down about 20 times on that trip, and his fuel tank, the lining in his fuel tank, was coming out and plugging up everything. It took a while. Yeah, to yeah, out. yeah. We have played that game in yeah. our uh, 72 Citroen SM. Sure. And the rolls. And uh, now the rolls, mm -hmm. we didn't have any fuel problems. Oh, okay. Nope. Nope. Rolls was good. Yeah. Was Citroen. This, the, that's a beautiful. Wow. That was a beautiful yeah. one. That that was a tribute car, not, not uh, kind of a replica, pretty much a replica of a famous race team. Um, Opals were in Europe racing and doing really well with the Conrero team back in the back in the uh, late 70s yeah that's great uh, i'll describe so, uh, it it's the, a blue yeah, audio people yellow. it's it's got Go riveted it's got riveted but molded fender flares uh it's got period correct bbs style tiny little maybe 14s but they probably look like 13s uh the paint is immaculate and it is a, a very yellow and blue 60s 70s style racing uh setup and right behind it it what looks like a uh, U.S. Manta, which is the the blue with a black uh, Tiffany stripe down the side, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, I I think Mantas are fantastic. I think all all of them are kind of fantastic. Even Yuri's piece of crap, whatever the heck that thing is. Here it's we just got, of the we Manta. Just it's a, I mark. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It's a Suzu I mark Opal, whatever. Who knows what the thing is? 
So yeah, I, I would say in, in terms of handling the wagon we had out there last night, last week, and handled really well. Is a whole different suspension setup. The Opal GT, the front suspension is the same as the old Cadet. It's a leaf transverse leaf spring, and no tunability at all. You know, other than shocks. Um, and everyone says the Manta handles better, but once you get up to about 60 mile an hour, the G GT has the aerodynamic advantage and will leave it behind. There you go. For those of you out there thinking about running a running an Opal, pick the GT. And GT I'm sure I'm sure Mike's got like three to sell you. So <laughs> I have a pristine one that's ready, ready, ready to go on the market. I got three minor things to fix on it. But it, um, the GTs are easy, relatively easy to find, I think, because no one wanted to throw them away. Mantas and the other stuff are harder to find, but they're out there. Because they were disposable. Nobody thought they'd ever have any value, so they threw them out. They weren't as novel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, speaking of novel, uh, that, that's a, called a transition. <laughs> a clunky okay. one at best. Did I, did I set that up? <laughs> you, you are like an author. Uh, of of some renown in the lemons world uh you wrote the wonderful book that I, I swear i purchased many years ago but i can't find my copy uh how on fire are we and even though unbeknownst to me i had completely forgotten about it until we talked uh Metzl, we can see your background but not the website oh, if you're trying sorry. to share that sorry go to the kstreetstudio.com website there's a page or two for the book you know, oh, excellent. So yeah, so in in the early days of Lemons, what what year was it that you wrote it? Probably around 12 or 13, right? Oh, copyright 2014. There we go. Yeah, I think it was that. Um, I kind of had the idea to, we did a couple of Lemons exhibits at the California Auto Museum. And in order to get that going, I figured people are going to come by and look at these and not know what the hell they're looking at. So I made up, a, I was going to make up a little booklet so you could see, oh, here's this, a, this car and this is the story of this car. And then I went home and I kind of expanded on it. Then it was 100 pages and I showed it to Jay and he said, okay. <laughs> and then by by uh, three months later, I had to tell people, uh, we're done, I can't do anymore. And it's 300 pages, we have to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mental, there was a read sample. Uh, yeah, and there. when I brought it up, it was uh, oh, freaking it, out on me. Oh, so. it went weird. Okay, so there's yes, some, there's some sample articles you can you can download that, and it's still available. You can still get it. Yeah, well, I definitely have a link to that in our show notes. Yeah, absolutely. So way back when in 2014, I think you put a call out on one of the forums, probably the Lemons forum, that said, "Hey." if you write up however many words or however many pages, I'll add you as a chapter. And I wrote it. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think I credited everybody because I asked everybody for their input. So the history of the Three Petal Mafia is in there. Um, and the the history of many of the Great Lemons, like OG cars mm -hmm. are in there. Um, I've messed with it. I, I, I think it's fabulous. I haven't yeah. seen my copy. We have a copy. I just haven't seen it lately. I don't know where it is. Yeah. So, pull that one out. but that's there's, not the. There's, there's talk about doing another one. Cool. There has been. There's a section in the back called Lemons, quotable lemons. If you get it, just thumb through that. This is stuff you guys say that are memorable. And I've been keeping up with that. I've been keeping that list going. Uh, uh, for the next edition, I'll have another 100 quotable lemons I'm to go sure. in there. I'm yeah. sure. And, and think like uh, if your brakes won't stop you, something else will. Kind of quotes that's like a that. good that's a yeah, good one. yeah yeah 
Well, and how on fire are we is one. It was one of the quotables, right? It was. It was one of the guys who were saying he's in this car welding and smoke's coming out and to his friend sitting over in the corner drinking. How on fire are we? <laughs> well, we've definitely said that uh, mm -hmm. sometimes. So you also wrote about your cross country uh, uh, cannonball run. And that's the book that was, I guess, not recently published uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, called uh, the horrible idea, right? Is that the name of it? Horrible idea, yeah. Horrible idea. So, also available on the K Street Studio website, correct? It, it'll give you a link to where you can get it. Yeah. There you go. I'm, uh, I, I go through Blurb. It's a little, a little easier to work with those folks, and they pay more, and uh, it's just easier. It's cheaper too than Amazon. There you go. So, um, tell us about writing that book. Did you write it, or did you and your partner write it? Um, I, because I write the newsletter, the, the magazine for the Opal guys, I did a one, a one or two articles and I said, the guys come back and said, we want more. Okay. So I expanded everything and wrote a couple more chapters. And then my co-driver wrote a chapter and, and we put it together. And then all those guys that said they wanted more, I think 10 of them bought a copy. Or <laughs> well, I'm fun doing it and it's a good experience. I, I have it on my Christmas list, so my, my wife will probably buy me a copy. Uh, we should give your co-driver a shout-out. I don't think you mentioned his name's Don, right? Don Michelson. Yeah, he's the guy who used to be radio communications guy in a big research vessel, the guy who went to uh, Antarctica and all that stuff. And Yeah, and is he on your Lemons team, or was he just involved in this? He's foray? a fellow Opal. He, he is a beautiful Opal wagon, flared fenders, um, trimmed out, and is it's when people see that car shows, they said, if Opal made that today, I would buy one. That's what they say about his wagon. That's nice. Uh, I was gonna say a, a little tidbit on the, um, on the how on fire are we at the race last week? You know, you meet people and say, Oh, Mike Meyer. Oh, you're Mike Meyer. Like what, what, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> we well, understand I just, that. <laughs> I just got that book and I read it cover to cover. Cause this is my first lemons race. And I wanted to know what I'm getting into. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that's that great. Cool. Yeah. So now that you're on a world famous podcast, we have one international listener at least. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. You're you'll, you people will say, I heard you on the everyone racers podcast. It happens all the time. <laughs> all the time uh -huh. shh, shh, don't tell them i'm lying everybody uh, well, it happens you're, sometimes. you're kind of not i mean sometimes you know, it like, happens people are like yeah. oh i heard you on the everyone raise your podcast I, I i used to like you <laughs> hey, back to my idea earlier and this is really what's driven me all this time is like you got a race car race car is supposed to be fun find ways to have fun with it not just racing so i did this for a while and maybe i shouldn't spill the beans on this but I, oh, spill the beans. Hold I, on. Is this an exclusive? Well, I hope it'll turn out. Maybe, maybe getting the word out will help. Um, I pitched, well, I pitched a reality TV show. I um, sent a proposal down, a little booklet and everything to um, the, the people who do Jay Leno's Garage and, and um, Deadliest Catch. And so I got, I got three or four hours on the phone with them. And they were really interested. And then they said they had, they turned me down because they had pitched a real lemon show before. And I think that was crazy, Mike, because they'd mm -hmm. been at Button Willow once and followed him around the whole weekend. Yes, yes. Or as we, we, we call, call him, him well-adjusted, well -adjusted, Mike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I found another producer who's interested and I just sent him a pitch deck. So we'll see what happens. And the idea is to 
get 10 Opal GTs, turn them into lemons race cars and invite, get people from the audience to come race them. Dibs. Okay. Sign me up. I'm there. Well, originally I was thinking get people who would never race before. Yeah. Get famous thinking, people. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. I got to get one, at least one person on the team has to know what they're doing. They go. I can't manage 40 people. <laughs> once. <the race. laughs> well, no, we are helpful. all uh, professional. What do we call them? Lemons whisperers that Jay gave us the oh, jacket ther therapy. We have jackets that say lemons, Le therapist lemons, newbie, thera newbie therapist, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, it's the new mentorship program that they yeah. established for exactly the, the stuff that you did at Button Willow with the team that was like, well, this was going to be fun. No, guys. Hey, here's the whole experience. So, yeah, one of the things uh, and, and you know, I, we assume everyone doesn't listen to the show. So I'll just say it, even though maybe you have uh, our show started out with the, you know, all, all four of us wanting to get together every week because we don't see each other. Uh, but we really kind of, you know, our tagline is everyone can be a racer, even you. So we try and be instructional for people who are building a lemons car or thinking about coming out or going road racing. So we love helping people out and uh, have have done a lot of work, I think, um, really, really mentoring new people into the sport. That, that's great. And Lemon, I think Lemons is, is wonderful for that because it gives a lot of people a chance who would, would have never thought of going racing the chance to go racing. Um, Mental, can you share that again? I, that. There was a picture. There was a picture that you just went through that I have to, I hate to do this because the YouTube listeners aren't that much. But Tell there me was what a picture it was. That, pickup that truck, is not descriptive. Pickup truck with the little car on the back. Yes, the, the Ford Ranger. Yes, uh, wonderful team. Yes, they're, they're I pitched, on the West Coast. I pitched this idea for our pickup truck a bunch of times, and we never pulled it off to put a Power Wheels on the back yeah. of our pickup truck and pretend it was a... Oh, yeah, no, they've been doing that for a couple of years. Great team. That's, good, that's, good team. that's, they, that's restart racing. Everyone yeah. called themselves restart racing because when they all got together to start racing... They'd all just gone through a divorce or something similar and they were restarting. Oh, that's great. And, uh, a good team. Usually uh, they, they bring a, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they, they, they usually run clean and, and run well. Yeah. They, they used to be white with the bed on the back and they had this corner worker mannequin hanging out the back for dear life. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Mike, I do want to make sure that we we promote everything that you're doing um, before we wrap up. But I want to say, are there any other exploits that you've done that we haven't covered that you think our listeners might be interested in? Uh, we covered a bunch. I'm not sure. Bonneville <laughs> and, the, and the Horrible Idea were the two big ones. Um, driving to car shows, you know, 700 miles away. In a car that's more reliable than the street cars kind of <laughs> a uh, multi-thousand mile car jaunt in your lemons car is absolutely amazing so i think one of the coolest things is that we got that 19 year old driver last week she i kind of knew her mom through the opal world and i said i knew her daughter was working on you know was becoming a mechanic and she owned several opal gts and um that she came and raced and she did the poor, poor misguided child, but good on you for mentoring her. <laughs> I start she somewhere. May, we may bring her back. If she's interested, she may be at Sears. Awesome. If we can, we're going to bring the wagon and the tiny vet. 
but it's hard to come up with eight drivers, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell okay. you how we do it. We bring people in and then they build their own car and then mm-hmm. they race with us and against us. So this photo here, this is our first race and look at it carefully. It's, it's, it's doing really well. The S is at Sears point. Look off to the uh, back corner of the car. You only get one chance to fix that. A little fuel leak never hurt anybody, except we we did everything we could to fix it and it didn't work. And we got a new filler neck for this race and it didn't work. We could see the thing halfway across the track pouring gas out. Oh, no. (laughs) We finally, we brought it in. We don't know what else to do now. And and, um, uh, Valerie, our 19-year-old driver, went over to her BMW and took the cap off of that and put it on ours and it worked. Oh, <laughs> that's great. What what do the Lemons judges say? Everyone comes in and says, it's only the cap that's leaking. It's always never the cap that's leaking. It's never the cap until it's the cap. Until it's the cap, exactly. It's always just the cap. Yeah, is there's it, your 19-year-old this, driver. Is this, is this Valerie? This is Valerie, yeah. Outstanding. That's All fantastic. Right. She's, she's got a very bright and wonderful future of heartache and frustration ahead of her. And I wish her the best. Gotta, of luck. She's got to start somewhere, right? Good. She was great. She showed up when we got under the car, she got under the car when she had, she had ideas. She, she thought of things to fix and better than most of my guys. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and I have some, I will say this uh, until I'm done instructing. Uh, if you get young people started in cars, they will never have money for drugs. So that's true. It's great, great concept. Mike, this is amazing. I never met you. I reached out by email because I wanted to meet you, and I'm so glad I have. This has been a great conversation. Uh, really glad to have you here. And uh, please stick around. Don't hang up yet on your on your Zoom because we're going to move to the most important before we do that oh okay there's something else uh now now mike we've got your facebook link we've got your web page we've got where they can go and buy their own copy of how on fire are we is there any other social media that we are missing that they can follow the exploits of you and your other opal addicted uh crazy uh friends um well we do kind of you can get to it from the main page we have a page for the tiny vet as well just all by Mm -hmm. itself okay tinyvet.kstreetstudio.com got that one and um if you're interested in opals um opalclub.com um i just refreshed the website for there so you can check out it's just the club stuff but you can download any of our publications back to 92 or something like that and anything after 2012 is a good chance we're going to have a story of our car in it oh that's wonderful that's great yeah, I love that you went from not even knowing that an Opal was German to like writing the magazine and being the hero of the Opal world, uh, all because of your amazing fortitude and, and automotive misadventures. So, yeah, so we are going to move on to the next part. And uh, it is just the tip. Just the tip. Ooh, just the tip. All right. This one's kind of a little off the cuff, but it's well, it, but I was going to say, let me introduce it. Oh. Chrissy is going to give us a safety tip called just the tip. Go on. Okay. Thanks. So I was helping with an event today and I was moving a bunch of things and I tried to be as good as I can. I live with my legs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I am totally feeling it today. So we're going to talk a little bit about, um, lift, uh, lifting properly. 
uh, you probably know the drill. We've talked about it before you need to lift. If you need to lift something, you're going to squat down, lift with your legs, don't twist and keep the load close to your center. Um, and you make sure that you're doing it correctly every time. Cause really, if you don't, you, one small thing could really, uh, make you hurt your back. Another thing that we're watching out for right now is raking. Not everybody has something to rake, but, uh, the Northeast it's fall and we have, uh, right. Oh, you don't have, do you have leaves? Metal doesn't well, have I, grass. I, I do get leaves, but really I end up just pulling them out of the pool. Okay. So that's what I, that's what I'm getting to that. In the Northeast, it's fall. So some people have things to rake uh, and we have leaves that are falling. So it is this, when you rake, it is an unnatural cross body motion that uh, is just asking, right? Asking for your, for you to hurt your back. Uh, Jeff was just doing the motion of how you rake. So watch how you're moving. Um, do it as carefully as you can. Take some breaks, stretch before and after. And if you start to feel sore, if you start to feel hurt, just stop because it's not worth getting any worse. So yeah, the, the leaves can just sit there. You can wait they, until later. They can. Yeah. I mean, somebody's going to get mad at you and when it rains gets gross, but you know, for the most or, part, they you just, know, Home Depot has those blower things. Yeah. I saw I clean my garage half the time. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have two blowers, one that plugs in and one that has a battery because the batteries are not enough to finish my entire backyard. Oh, you have a large backyard but and a lot of trees. So the batteries I don't really are a, blame you. Yeah, the batteries are a lot easier for a quick cleanup here or there, mm -hmm. just to blow the uh the, the lawnmower shavings. I choose to uh use it as a workout. So I rake no matter what. So anyway, be careful. That's great. Uh, we also want to talk about the New Hampshire potluck and costume contest. Oh, right? yes, we do. Thank you for, I'm sorry. I had swung right by it. Uh, yes, we are having a, uh, a potluck and, oh, I was like, what is my mental? What are you bringing up here? Uh, if you're going to New Hampshire, we're having a potluck. It's going to be great. It's like normal. You have the normal, um, notices of what you can and cannot bring to said potluck. It is going to, we get off track at five o'clock. It is, uh, set up at six. We eat at 630. Uh, do not try to eat before then, or I will flip out. Uh, but the new, so we have two things that are also happening on Saturday night at New Hampshire. Uh, one of them is, and all of this stuff is coming out very soon. Uh, all, I just got all the information up on the forum, but it's also going out from Nick to the emails that are going out to New Hampshire people that are registered. The second thing that's fun that's happening is that we are doing a back of the liquor cabinet, um, Bartend, uh, bring right? bartending yes yeah. so in, in trying to celebrate uh lemon's 16th birthday come out and celebrate bring all of the dusty dirty bottles of the creme de menthe and midori, midori and that's the one. um you know chambord and all of the things that nobody wants to drink that are in the back of your cabinet bring them to new hampshire we have at least um alex levinson will be making drinks from all of the gross drinks that we bring and we might have some prizes for the grossest uh bottle of some Something rather that you bring. So bring them with you at, uh, on Saturday for New Hampshire. The other thing we have going on is a costume contest and party. So, uh, the Floodstang team is uh, hosting a costume contest and they have a bunch of prizes for all of the different, um, costumes categories that they have. And there's no prizes listed yet, but they are working on, we might post them on which, what you get. You may get nothing. Just come out with a costume. Yeah. Good costumes, you're, interesting you're anyway. costumes. Yep, pretty much. So all three of those things are happening at New Hampshire on at Halloween. Yes, mental. 
in addition to that, you, we talked about Gingerman's coming up. If you're going to Gingerman, uh, our, 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 uh, the, the, the guys from the legitimate League of Nigerian Businessmen have also organized a potluck. They're not having all the cool costumes, stuff like that. But just because Chrissy's not there to threaten you with stabbing with a Phillips screwdriver, don't be lame. Yeah. Don't show up with a half, yes. half a pizza. Don't show up with a box of cookies. Make sure Randy and that hardworking crew over there also have a no, no potatoes. Nobody wants potato salad. Nobody. I know it's the Midwest. Nobody likes potato salad. We do potlucks at work there. It's, it's actually written in the rules. They're banned. Is it? That's crazy. (laughs) We have banned potato salad. So, so, but just make that a good potluck as well, because it's just, it's one of the wholly unique things about this style of racing is that people get together and they share a meal and they share stories and they help each other out. So help Randy and the crew make a good one. Thanks for bringing that up. Oh, okay. All right. Do we know what we're doing next week? Heck, we didn't even know what we were doing this week. Well, (laughs) We actually do know, right? We'll see. Uh, Maybe. Uh, we might have a race rally recap if Chris makes it home, which I believe he should. Uh, and we'll see. We might have some other ralliers. So we'll see. That's great. Uh, rally recap, but we won't commit to it 100%. Sure. So I want to just say thank you again to Mike Meyer for joining us. And thank you all for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Everyone Racers. We also, oh, that mental is showing opal projections i know these are scrolling through mike's opal oh. motorsports club webpage. go check oh. that out Link go check that out notes. Links this is, is amazing this is amazing opalclub.com yeah there you go yeah. opalclub.com we hope you enjoy will join us in the world of driving racing and building because everyone can be a racer even you if you enjoyed this podcast subscribe it's totally free if you're watching us on youtube talk to us down there in the doodly do uh, if you have any questions or show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page, Everyone Racers, or email us at everyone.racers at gmail.com. You can text mental. You can text mental pictures of your junk, even if it's not an Opal Cadet. 484-243-0455. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at everyone.racers. On YouTube or Facebook, everyone.racers. Reddit is slash E1R. Look, we're on all the social medias. Just find us. And thank you again for coming. And uh, join us next. Oh, wait. Thanks again. And until next week, keep the shiny side up unless you're like us and there is no shiny side. Then just keep those wheels down. <laughs>